What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox here from the Halos in the Infield podcast. The Dangerous Trio is here. Uh, my name is Todd Fox, of course, along with... The Lone Star Janitor, Fernando, who's got his broom out. For any of you guys listening on audio, it's a tiny broom. It's a little broom. Don't talk about my broom, though. I'm a little self-conscious about it. <laughs> it's all about the motion in the ocean and what he does with the broom. Uh, <laughs> it's all about how you use your broom that matters. No. This is awful. And this is Courtney, the trash halo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do you use to take care of your trash, Courtney? Breaking out the brooms. We're uh -oh. breaking out the brooms here. We got to sweep, guys. Yes. Everyone has a broom except Todd. Yeah. You don't know what you don't want to know where my when he started balding. You don't know where my broom is right now. I don't want to tell you. So um, so currently. We, uh, we come off a, a road trip. We finish out the road trip. We're going to preview that, or not preview, we're going to discuss that, and then we're going to preview the homestand, which is the Texas two-step. A little backwards because it's usually Houston, then Texas, but it's Texas, now Houston, and both those teams are actually good, and we'll talk about that uh, moving forward. We might get into the Houston series, but we're definitely going to cover the Texas series. And if you haven't used that promo, we just gave away a free jersey tonight. So go to Halos in the Infield uh, under uh, 714 Tickets, put in the promo code Halos in the Infield, and boom, you have a, a entered into May's uh, running for a jersey of your choice or take the stock one that we have. You have two options. Who so, won it? Huh? Uh, let's see. I get his name right now. I messaged him, and he actually he didn't want the stocked one that I had. He actually took the um, – what is it called? Uh, what's his name? He actually took the uh, – he didn't want the throwback, but he took a City Connect. So that works oh, out. Man, you take the, did you get it with Brett Phillips, City Connect at least? It's Chris Alcantor. Chris Alcantor was a winner. Oh. Did he pick a? Did he pick the uh, Brett Phillips, City Connect? <laughs> no, he actually wanted a plain one. So there you go. I said you, you could put a number on it, name, whatever. He's like, no, nah, I'll take it plain. Just in case anybody gets traded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always think of it that way, too. I put my name on the back because so I'm like, well, I'm never going to get traded, so keep it oh, that we way. we don't know that. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm going to trade you to the Mariners page. Uh, here we go. Here we go. We're just losing Especially people left and right. Better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get started. Uh, you guys want to touch on that uh, St. Louis series that uh, you guys are talking about with that broom? Yep. All right, so game one. The Angels won 5-1 to one against the now extremely struggling St. Louis Cardinals. So, uh, Matt, Steven Matz got the start for the Cardinals and for our Angels, Courtney's Patrick Sandoval. Mm -hmm. Not only got the start, but he got the win. He even got a little bit of run support, which is extremely uncharacteristic. Honestly, he was probably offended by the run support. <laughs> he pitched five innings. Got three hits, 
gave up one run. It was earned. He walked three, struck out four, and his season ERA, folks, is down to 2.93. Guys, what did you guys see out of Patrick Sandoval? How do you feel about Patrick Sandoval, who's now three and one? Honestly, I think he's flirting with a career high already in wins. I, I obviously say that sarcastically. <laughs> I mean, the guy barely has double-digit win totals for his entire career. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just one of those things where I'm glad he got the win. Um, obviously, a little shaky start at the beginning. Um, I hate to see Sandoval and Otani because I, I noticed both of them kind of doing it, getting really high up in the pitch count, um, especially early in the game. Um, I think walks is something that kills us. Um, you know, but it was good that he just had that run support. Of course, I think one of the things we always complain about is just not having enough run support. Um, having five runs, I think is okay, but sometimes with certain teams, you just don't know. Um, thankfully with the Cardinals having those five runs was definitely okay for that day. Um, but overall, I mean, still a solid start by Sandoval, um, you know, defense was there for him. So overall good start and i was very happy yeah i feel the same i mean he, he tended to throw a few more pitches than he had to but i mean he's fine tuning his stuff he looks really uh good and he did what he had to do against a cardinal team that came in 10 and 19 before that and we're not used to seeing him like that and when i looked at their lineup i i didn't do too much scouting uh, on them you know hitting wise i kind of focused on their pitching uh, on our last podcast but when i looked at their lineup i'm like man it's really only three guys and uh, you know it's Contreras, um, Arenado, and uh, and Goldschmidt, and the rest are just guys. And uh, boy, yeah, they played like it the entire series. I don't know, man. Tell me, Edmonds a very serviceable um, utility man. Uh, you know, he's a career two seventy, two eighty kind of guy. He's going to be fine. Wilson Contreras is still one of the most well known catchers out there in baseball. It's not like he's just a guy. You know, maybe he's not the Wilson Contreras of the World Series champion Cubs, but, you know, he's still obviously a menace out there. We saw how he handles his, his at-bats the entire series. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. where he was kind of playing those mind games where he was kind of in the box, but he kind of wasn't. He was paying enough attention where they weren't giving him a strike because he was standing facing the pitcher. So they can't be like, well, you're not ready. So, I mean... That was frustrating. Phil Nevin, Phil Nevin called him out a couple times. I think Otani might have even called him out on it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I did notice that. Um, got got a little chirpy in there a little bit. Um, I think it's just one of those things where there there is a fine and thin line. Um, because like you said, he hypothetically speaking, he is facing the pitcher. Um, yep. you know, so you can't call you can't call a strike on him because he he's facing him um you know you he's at attention yeah he's at attention like who's who's to say like the umpire or whoever who's to say like oh well he he's not ready he doesn't look ready how do you know what ready looks like he's facing him like that hypothetically that's the only criteria um so i don't know it's it's a very fine and thin line yeah because for anybody wondering what we're talking about who might not have watched the game so what happens is he has his back foot planted but he's kind of like leaning backwards you know kind of like when you take you know, if you ever play baseball or softball in your life, sometimes you kind of like step with your, your back foot still planted, but you know, you have the back kind of on your shoulder and you're kind of like processing like, okay, that was a fastball down to the zone, whatever, like what's coming next. So he's kind of doing that thing. He's still facing the pitcher, 
But, you know, like Courtney said, I mean, the umpire can't be like, well, he's not ready. It's like, I mean, look at the way Anthony Rendon sits in the batter's box. He, like, leans back and he's, like, stroking his bat on his chest. Like, in theory, you can make the argument that he's not ready, though he's facing it. He's standing at attention and that's his natural batting stance until the pitch comes. Then he kind of sets up to his real batting stance. But, you know, where do the lines get blurred, right? Yeah. It's all, it's all, I think, a learning experience. I think the with the new um, rules, all this stuff is going to get ironed out, what you can and can't do. I'm sure they're going to look at these individual bats, the complaints, because these they're, they're all going to go to the league office. So maybe there's going to be stricter stuff. I don't know about more precisely what you can and can't do moving forward. Yeah, it's trial and error for sure. But let's get one thing straight, and I'm sure we can all agree with this. The pitch clock's here to stay. It's yeah. not going anywhere. It seems to be popular. You know, I, I know we're all kind of baseball purists. We love baseball for what it is. I don't care if the baseball game is six hours. I'm, I'm, I'm let's, let's, you know, let's ride. But at the end of the day, I don't hate the pitch clock like I thought I would. I kind of like it. Yeah, I agree. When, when I'm watching, I can kind of be like, okay, you know, I, I like it. The games are more smoother faster that's why the ratings are up but when you're there in the stadium it does kind of cheapen the experience because it just it goes by yeah. so quick yeah, yeah i think literally baseball, yeah like i think the baseball fan in me um i'm not seeing it hypothetically right now just because but although we have seen it a couple times where you you know you have that emotional moment i think uh pittsburgh the pittsburgh guy the 33 year old who finally made it you know thankfully i think they gave him his moment you know they gave him his ovation but I, um, other than that, I think in the, where it's really your, where you're going to see it count the most is in playoff, like big playoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Bryce Harper is one of them where he takes a long time in the box. You know, he takes a long time getting up to the box. Um, you know, a hitter, at least from a hitter standpoint, you want your time up there because, you know, it is a high pressure situation, a clutch situation, if you will. Uh, let's let's get into the definition of clutch clutch is i'm just kidding um so (laughs) yes please don't it's like a little purse right (laughs) yes um (laughs) but i think it's just one of those things where um you know again i as of right now i can't say that i absolutely hate it i can't necessarily say that i love it either um it's just kind of like meh it's here um when i do go to a game i could definitely see the pace of you know, pace being faster, uh, which does kind of suck because, you know, obviously, well, at least for me, I'm there for the environment. I'm there, you know, to interact with fans. I'm there to watch the game, you know, eat my food, be fat, all of it. And if I'm only spending like two hours in a stadium compared to three, that's like, you know, a bucket less of my cookies that I can eat. So it's a little disheartening right now, but it's okay. Yeah, it definitely cheapens the experience of being at a ball game for sure. If you're watching on TV, you can you might be able to see the benefit of it. But yeah, I mean, you know, when I went to that Phillies game, I got in line and I literally missed like two and a half innings just waiting for food. It's like that sucks. Yeah, the consensus is now at least at Angel Stadium when I've been there, a lot of people like to just get their food right before the state before the game. Usually the lines weren't that bad before the national anthem and everything. Now they're like long. They're freaking long uh, because a lot of people will just want to get their grub on, get their kids some snacks for later, 
or they might trade, uh, you know, uh, trust the vendors more. Like a uh, couple of the vendors that were in our section ran out of stuff twice because people just don't want to get up because they're going to miss some action. Yep. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder if that's something the angels and maybe like owners will consider. Like, I, you know how like they have those seats in the two hundreds where uh, like it's it's the three hundreds, the club. Yes, three hundred chest. Where. Okay, yeah. No, not the 800s, like Roger Lodge's blimp. Oh, you wouldn't but, get anything uh, up there. You get pigeon poo, that's about it. And John Stamos hair gel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in those sections, like, you have a waiter or a waitress. I wonder if that almost becomes a more normal thing now, where, like, you can order something on your phone, which I know that's normal, but you have to go pick it up. But now I wonder if, like, they have waiter, waitresses, and runners that care take it to you. Why? Because people don't want to get up now. People are willing to maybe pay an extra two or three dollars to not get up. I am. I'm a Ooh. creature of convenience. I'm not. You're already charging me twenty dollars for parking, asshole. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, at that <laughs> point, ball out. Here's fifty dollars. Oh, I'm not burger? paying another two to three dollars just so somebody can walk my food to me. If I want to be that fat and eat, <sighs> I I will go walk too. Courtney, I'm the asshole who literally DoorDashes food when it's like a two minute drive. Like, <laughs> I, I am that person. Like, I'm paying like only an extra two or three dollars for that item. I'm paying, you know, for the tip. I'm paying for the tax. I'm on a school salary. Okay, I'm on a school salary. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pay teachers more. I don't think it's a controversial stance. Teachers and Thank faculty you. more. Thank you. <laughs> Todd doesn't agree with my social stance. No, I say strap them up as well. Give them, give them weapons. No, just kidding. <laughs> that might be the most texas thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah oh no it's yeah like but a... don't date a girl with an ultima there you go or a kia soul <laughs> no kia soul dude nothing was worse than on that post game where like people were naming like we'll never date a woman with this car this car and i'm like god damn i've dated a woman with every single one of these cars what's what do you where did you guys get this script I know. He was like, should I try the bus pass next time? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were on the post-game show, Courtney, because I think that was the night you had your midterm. And that's what I said. I was like, should I start dating women with bus passes? <laughs> Literally, Courtney, every single car they were naming, I've dated a woman with that car, and it didn't work out. I'm telling you, the, the most dangerous woman is a woman with a Nissan Altima. The, do not Ooh. trust that woman ever. You literally just described the most recent girl, the one who you said's a child. See? Exactly. For the record, she's 25, folks. She wasn't an actual child. So oh, don't don't come after me. She was 25 years old. Let's get to baseball. No. <laughs> People like the barstool segments. Yeah, okay. Hey, how many comments did we get from people saying that the last episode you and I did was the funniest one we've ever done? Oh, I know. I was we were on point in that one. We were having our frat boy moments. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Where's my truly? <laughs> <laughs> the free boys drink nowadays truly in white claws yeah white claws are the are the best halos in the infield we'll be right back after these messages make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 tickets they take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service with 714 tickets you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout the price you see is the price you pay Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. 
Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. <laughs> if I have to drink an alcoholic beverage and convince myself that does taste like guava blueberry juice, like that, yeah. then it doesn't taste like the flavor. I'm just saying. I've never trusted those. <laughs> they always smell great, but they never taste great. No, they yeah. don't. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh. Anyway, <laughs> it was good for the Angels to have two games in a row where they led from start to finish because that Suarez start was start to finish, and this one was Sandoval was start to finish. Got a little dicey at the end, but the save for Mr. Estevez, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and another news, Quejada needs Tommy John. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for throwing that one out there. I forgot about that. You're welcome. Yep, another one. Another one for Tommy John out of the Angels bullpen. Angels pitchers. We love Correct. that. We love that for us. Correct. Um, Good news is Estevez stayed hot. Yeah, Estevez stays hot. We got the second win in a row, and we even the road trip at that point at two and two. So what happened in game two? In game two, our boy Otani went out there to pitch. Uh, I'm not going to say he got lit up, but it wasn't his best performance. Mm -hmm. Arguably, it's one of his worst performances we've seen in a while. And before you guys come at me, keep in mind, an Otani quote-unquote worst performance entails 13 strikeouts. So I understand what that means. But he did give up two home runs. We normally don't see Otani do that. He only went five innings. Uh, he only walked one, which was a positive. But four earned runs. For Otani, that's not great. That's not what you want to see. Keep in mind, before his last start, his ERA was under one. He's now up to 2.54. I get it. That's still great. We're still in the Cy Young conversation. But, you know, that's not what you want out of your ace. But you got the win. Pitched well enough to get the win. So, kudos. Yeah, I think one thing that was very interesting, not necessarily concerning, he actually had a lot, a lot of wild pitches that game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was obviously out of character of him. Um, I don't know. I want to say, is that the first time we've ever been to Cardinal Stadium? Like, no. In a uh, we haven't been there. Well, it's the first time he's ever pitched there. Yeah, it's the first time he's pitched there. Yeah, uh, correct. I know it's not in general, but um, because I think our commentators or somebody actually made made note that Otani was out there after Sandoval's game the first day. Otani knew he was going to start, so he was out at the pitching mound looking, I guess, at the duck perception or basically something that dealt with how far the mound is, you know, on home plate and getting that visual. And I think Canning was yeah. out there with him or one of our other pitchers. I was Canning. Yeah, it was going to be the first time that both of them were going to be pitching on this mound. Um, so I do think that I guess maybe, you know, pitching in a new stadium is actually more important than what we think. Um, a lot of people want to say, well, all ballparks are the same. And I can tell you that that is not the case, um, you know, just because hypothetically speaking, even though the measurements are the same, that doesn't mean every ballpark is the same, especially when you're looking at um your death perception. Um, so I think maybe that could have had something to do with it. Also, um, you know, we had Wallach back there for Otani. Um, not to say that Wallach isn't a great catcher. I mean, he's definitely stepped up for what we need him to be right now. 
Um, but I think you could just tell that maybe the communication between those two were off. Um, you know, obviously just having that flow between your pitcher and your catcher, especially your ace pitcher at that. Um, so again, the wild pitches were just a little bit interesting, uh, kind of got concerning there because I think he almost threw like two back to back. Um, but I think thankfully the runner got stranded at third. Um, but I think it's just something of note, but of course, you know, again, we got the win, so definitely not complaining. And again, even for a worse start, he still had 13 strikeouts. So there's that. Yeah, to piggy up, piggyback off what she said, I mean, here's stats right here. He started seven games. He's got four quality starts already. He's 4-0, uh, you know, uh, could have been 5-0, and uh, but fell behind. But in 39 innings pitched so far, he's only allowed 16 hits, 11 runs, only four home runs allowed, 59 strikeouts in 39 innings. So he's uh, striking out 13 on average, which is what he got. The only concerning thing, again, I'll agree with Courtney, is he's leading the team in walks. Or actually, no, he's second on the team in walks to Reed Detmers. Uh, Detmers has 31 walks. Um, oh, no, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that's strikeouts. No, he actually is leading the team in walks. So, yes, he has 18 walks right now in the 39 innings. So it's a little high for him. So he's been a, a bit wild at times. He's kind of over, you know, put some guys on when he shouldn't. But we're 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 really reaching for something if we're trying to like break down or, or make it look like he has a weakness. Because even with that two point five four ERA raising to what it was, uh, like Fernando said, it was minuscule before, and he's pitching like Cy Young status right now. And and this is I think just a hiccup. And he'll get back to allowing two runs or less again, and we're going to be singing his praises. And 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 again, we were singing his praises anyway on the post game because we were like, "Damn, worst start four four runs allowed, thirteen strikeouts." So take that any day, you know, from any one of our other pitchers. But uh, he's a phenom for sure, and uh, you know, I'm just happy he helped us get that win because we didn't even talk about the other part of the game. This game was like cut in two. You know what I mean? Two different stories. Yeah. I'm Joey Otani, I mean, we're just at the point now where the guy has proven that he's just a literal freak. You know, he's a freak of nature. He's literally something. I'm so tired of these Babe Ruth comparisons. They're, they're, they are not the same person. They are not the same athlete. These guys aren't even in the same universe. Babe Ruth was playing against a bunch of plumbers. Shohei Otani is playing against some of the best baseball players on the planet. And he did the same thing in Japan with basically, you know, the second best players in the planet. Honestly, you might be able to make an argument that he might have had a lot more competition over there. I mean, remember, Japan keeps winning the World Baseball Classic. They won three of them. That counts for something. Maybe the MLB has a better talent pool, but the MPB isn't far behind. Yep. So Shohei Otani has consistently competed with the best of the best. And not to mention when he was in the World Baseball Classic, he dominated there too. I don't know what more this guy has to prove. Um, you just you just can't cheer against this guy, dude. Literally, I've never met a single person who's like, I hate Shoei Otani. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't give you a reason to hate him. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, honestly, if this guy would have gone up and been a Dodger or a Yankee, God forbid, you know, it still would have been hard to hate the guy because the guy, he's a good guy. He's a humble kid. He looks like he wants to be there. He works hard. His work ethic's unmatched, man. I mean, we know people in the dugout in the organization, and people say this guy's grinding away all the time. There is a lot of big players in this organization who don't grind all the time. They, you know, they show up, they collect their paycheck. They're great players, but imagine how much better they would be if they put in the work. This guy puts in the work, and there's a reason is he's as good as he is. Definitely. I mean, all those years of practicing, even the 
I think they said that like when he when he does the days that he does pitch and uh hit for himself, he literally just goes home and sleeps. <laughs> like yeah. he gets his rest. Like this all this guy does is literally just play baseball. Like that's all he could think about, which is great. You know, I'm not saying that's a yeah. bad thing, but that just shows, you know, all obviously all his hard work paying off. But the fact that, you know, he wants to continue to be great is not, I don't I definitely don't think he's at a point where he can just like you know slack off or like not do any of those things like he's going to continue to do the, do these things just because that's in his nature um and it's really great and i think we should take advantage of that as long as he's an angel absolutely yeah he's got two or three more solid years of of potentially being this otani you know father time's undefeated there, there will be a day where we no longer see otani be a pitcher and a hitter but you know, as of right now, no matter what, whether he's an angel or whatever else, I mean, it, it, we have to appreciate Otani for what he is. I mean, it took a player like Otani to almost make people forget about Mike Trout. No disrespect to Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the GOAT for a reason. He is the best player from, you know, start to, you know, at this point of his career that I've gotten to see from the beginning. Yeah, you know, I would have probably said Albert Pujols. From beginning to end, because, you know, I saw his entire career. But, I mean, you know, Albert Pujols wasn't ever as fast as Mike Trout was. There was a depth, there, there was a level to Pujols' game that Trout possesses that Pujols never did. Uh, and now we're going to be able to say that about Shoei Otani when it's all said and done. You know, Shoei Otani is the kind of guy you tell your kids about. He's the kind of person you tell your grandkids about. You know, in 20 or 30 years, when your grandkids ask you a question, you know, like, oh, this Otani guy, you'll, you know, you're going to be like, man, I remember that watching him play at the Big A. I, I was there when he got his first hit in Oakland in 2018. I was there when he hit his first home run in 2018 against the Guardians. The, sorry, back then they were still the Windians. Oh, the Ohio team. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. the real one. Todd got lost. Yeah, I, I didn't know who you were talking about there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean. The, you have to for a reason. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're absolutely right, though. The Angels, they they do have one of the most generational players not named Mike Trout on their team, along with Mike Trout. And uh, Shohei Otani, you know, he'll bring the fans in no matter what. And uh, you put him on a Wednesday start, it'll be packed house, uh, as it was in, in St. Louis. And the St. Louis fans were actually shocked that they had a 4-3 lead. The bullpen was holding it down on both sides. And then something strange happened in ninth in the ninth inning. I mean, there was some word that we, we kick around a lot that starts with a C and ends with an H. It happened a couple times in that in that ninth inning. What happened again, Fernando? I kind of forgot. If it was K and ended with an H, or was it a coulash? No, it was it was uh, a C. It was a C. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is clutch. Yes, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's a word we haven't heard a, a lot recently, but basically Jake Lamb pinch hit and he hit a solo blast. And right away I was thinking, oh crap, we're going to get into the ghost runner aspect of the game here pretty soon if we don't take the lead. And then uh, a yeah. guy by Nelson. Which for us means an automatic loss. Exactly. And then uh, this scrub or whatever named Nelson came up who not really all that good in the clutch. And uh, he hit one over the fence. That was surprising. Yeah, good thing he came through. If not, I would have had some emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it. it's definitely one of those things where um, 
you know, we give credit where credit is due. At least I do. Um, you know, trout came in clutch finally for once. Um, you know, it and it it paid off. So I definitely shut up that game. Um, you know, because if it wasn't one, if it wasn't for Lamb for even coming in with that pinch hit home run, you know, obviously that that's what started it. But the mm -hmm. fact that Trout came in right after that, of course, you know, credit where credit is due. Both of them, you know, did a really good job. Um, and not to say that we've ever called, and I really can't remember any of us ever calling Mike Trout or saying that he sucked. And again, mark it, book it, put it down. We have never, ever said that Mike Trout sucks. Uh, we all yeah. know that Mike Trout is a great hitter. You know, he... I would like to say that most of the time he has great plate appearances. It's not like he's going down one, two, three. Um, it's just that in clutch situations where we are either down or we need the go ahead run a lot of times, especially in the eighth or ninth innings, Trout does not come in clutch, but he did this game and it was really great. So, and we were able to pull off the sweep. It was amazing. And everybody is happy down in Anaheim. Yeah, very seldom is Trout the reason why we win one of those late inning games where he's the one who comes through with the hits. He's very, very good at getting on base in those situations, and he's very, very good at giving the guy behind him a chance. And I understand that that is part of that definition of clutch. Yeah, cool. Are you good at getting on base? Cool, yeah. But, you know, let's just say you get on base there – and the guy behind you is the one who hits the walk-off. I mean, nobody's really going to talk about the fact that you're the reason why the walk-off happened. People will be like, oh, yeah, cool, Trout got on base. But, you know, Pujols who hit behind him was the reason why we won that game. Yeah. You know, or whoever is hitting behind him. Otani's the reason why we hit, we won that game. But, you know, hey, you know, Trout needed to get on base to do it. Yeah, it's part of the process. But, you know, people don't talk about part of the process. They talk about the one who came through to win that game. And in this case, I Trout was the reason why we won the game came through and, and, you know, and Lamb played a very, very big thing too. He, he, you know, there is no way any of us were excited when Lamb came out of, on the on-deck circle. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I was expecting, you know, if anything, just get on base, work a walk or get a single, hopefully, you know, to give Trout an opportunity. Cause I mean, as much as we said, man, he's not coming through in the clutch. We're, we want him up there. Those are your big guns, him and Trout, him and Otani. Yeah. You know, recently Otani's been getting more hot in with runners in scoring positions since the last homestand. But before, I mean, again, Trout wasn't hitting in those situations. But still, who, if you ask any Angel fan, who do you want up in the ninth inning to bring you back or to to tie the game? You're gonna say, hey man, if we could have the two, three, four hitters up there, meaning Trout leading off or or you know whatever, just give Trout and Otani a chance if they have to bat last, you know, and second to last. That's what you want. And so it's not like we don't want these guys in clutch situations. We want them to succeed. So, yes, it was great to see him come through. It was awesome to see him come through because it was a pleasant surprise. You hope that he could feed off of that. And Phil Nevin was like, man, I'm feeling so much emotion on this one. I'm so happy for your trout. Day off tomorrow. Yeah. So don't continue that momentum, Nelson. You get the day off. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about some guy who came out of the bullpen in this game and has been doing great. Chase Silseth. Two innings pitched. His ERA remains at 0, 0.0. You guys like what you guys see out of Chase? Yeah. I'm definitely surprised, to be honest. Um, because I 
wasn't he being used as a starter, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. Yes, okay. he is primarily a starter, yes. Yeah, so I do think maybe at least the mentality of a pitcher, maybe that could be a little bit off-putting, um, you know, knowing that you're going to be a bullpen pitcher instead of a starter, the way you've basically been doing the past couple of years. But um, I think he's adjusted very well, um, and I'm honestly surprised. Uh, but he's doing well, and I honestly have no critiques. Um, I just, I'm honestly just surprised, to be honest. I am too. the The fact that he's getting so many ground balls, uh, they're really not hitting anything in the air off of him yet, and he's not a, uh, effectively wild like he was last year. He's more on point. I was wrong. I I thought he would be much better as a starter, and and I was really balking at the fact that they're using him as a reliever. Like, come on, guys. Like, like we're really, really going to do this, stretch a dude out and then put him in the bullpen. But you can't knock it until it blows up. And right now, I mean, they're calling all the right shots, it seems. Uh, Silseth has been pitching far better than I thought out of the bullpen. Okay, let's talk about one bad move that was made uh, prior to this game. Ryan Tapera was reactivated. Him and his 9.00 ERA after this uh, game, where he did pitch one scoreless inning. But the biggest news that came out was Andrew Watts being sent down. And obviously, yes, I get it. It's because he has options and almost nobody else in the bullpen has those options. Were you guys pretty bummed that Watts got sent down, who's been arguably our best bullpen arm uh, in exchange for Ryan Tapera, who's been one of our more inconsistent arms? Him and his butt buddy, Aaron Judge, or Aaron Judge, Judge. Aaron Loop. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely disheartening. I understand, you know, the schematic, schematics of it. Um, you know, he's the only one with options. But at the same time, I think we're going to start seeing, we're going to have to start seeing those those tougher decisions being made. Um, we can't necessarily look at the potential of somebody anymore. Um, like, oh, well, they have the potential of being this. And I feel like we're still giving that to Tapera. Um, we're still trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, that I know this isn't the first time he's been on the IL. Probably won't be the last time he's on the IL. Um, you know, so at some point, we kind of have to just make those cutthroat decisions of, you know, who are we going to option? Who are we going to DFA? Um, and kind of quit giving people chances. I'm kind of not sold on Tapera anymore. I feel like, you know, I just, I'm kind of done with them. Um, you know, I like Wance. Yeah. I like more, um, you know, and Estevez is definitely proving himself. So, yep. you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of just over to Para at this point. So I definitely didn't like that move of sending down Wance because that, you know, why are you going to send down one of your better, one of your, one of your better and best bullpen arms at this moment in time? Somebody brought up a really good point to Todd in the post-game show. And I know Todd talked a little bit about it on the post-game show. By the way, check out his post-game shows if you haven't already. Um, that Perry is very quick to get rid of people's mistakes who weren't his. Billy Epler's mistakes in the form of Justin Upton, um, you know, Albert Pujols, F you guys, we don't need you guys, bye. But his mistakes in the form of, you know, Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera, Here's a longer leash, bro. Keep going. Keep going. No problem. We're going to ride the until you know the, the wheels fall off this wagon. I mean, both of those guys' time here in, in Angel Red has been broken. I mean, you know, these guys are more broken than my last marriage. And <laughs> Perry just keeps giving them, you know, excuses and lifelines when in reality, like, that's not what this team needs. Like, it's, it's an unserious move 
for a team that needs to be in a serious situation. We need to treat this season like it's our last because in the grand scheme of things, it kind of is. If Otani leaves, we might be talking about a potential rebuild possibility here. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need all hands on deck right now. And you're getting, I, you know, you're getting guys like Austin Warren going down. Like we already brought up, uh, you know, uh, stretching the bullpen a little thin as far as like guys with experience. We lost Kajeda. Uh, Jamie Hergut's down the minors, but we've gotten lucky with Matt Moore. Chris Davinsky's another one of these reclamation projects that's actually working out. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm Ryan Tapera um, and Loop. I mean, I, I can't really sit there and say, hey, you know what? Tapera's still solid in that eighth inning role. Now I'm starting to reconsider and be like, well, right now Matt Moore's been pretty hot in that eighth inning spot in front of Estevez. Yep. So we're going to go to Tapera and then, and don't even try to sell me on Loop right now. I mean, guy again the last 18 innings pitched by the bullpen the only one to give up any earned runs has been loop two runs today yeah he has not been doing well at all you know he's pitching scared (laughs) yeah yeah that's the issue that's definitely the issue there he's pitching so scared because you know that's what they do he must be hungry Dude, I want to imagine, like, it's like in his head, he's like, oh my God, it's a curveball. Ah, ah. He throws a curveball. Oh my God, here comes a changeup. Here it is. <laughs> That's what I imagine, like the inside of his head. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that guy from the bench warmers who like lives underneath the staircase. Oh, the one that's afraid of the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on in his mind. He's like, oh my God, here comes the curveball. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's funny because, I mean, like, at some point it's going to weigh on some of these pitchers that do have options because they're going to feel they're better than some of these veterans that are on the squad. And I hope it doesn't get to them like that because you do have some pitchers on this squad that are doing really good. And, and uh, you know, maybe we have some of the minors. Any, dude. Huh? Who still has options in the bullpen? I can't imagine Estevez does. And, I mean, if, if Estevez gets option, if he does have any left, dude, I'm – we're driving down to the stadium. We're going to riot. I'll be there in 20 hours. I'm looking um, right now. I, I don't really see anybody unless Tucker Davidson, but I don't even think he has any. No, Tucker Davidson is out of options, which is why he made the team out of camp. Because remember, he did not have an amazing spring training. That's he didn't true. have a bad spring training, but it wasn't amazing. Matt Moore doesn't have any. Jaime Berea doesn't have any. I know Jose Suarez is still in the starting rotation, but he doesn't have any. Silseth does. But I think he got called up to put some pressure on Suarez. Uh, let's see, who else am I missing? Obviously, Tapera doesn't have any. Aaron Loop doesn't Jimmy have Hergit any. Jimmy Hergit has like one more after this one. Yeah, well, Jimmy Hergit's in AAA. That's what I'm saying. If they call him up, they, they could only send him down one more time. Is that it? Am that's I missing it. anybody? No, that's it, dude. You've covered the whole, the whole rotation is basically holding on by shoestrings at this point. Yeah, exactly. That's the sad thing right now with like the bullpen. I mean, like where it is right now, we started the year with a lot of depth in that bullpen. And now, like, like you said, man, it's dwindling away really quick. We got Davinsky up there now. And I think because he signed a minor league deal, I don't think he has any options. He doesn't. He, he, um, to break down his career real quick, uh, before we get into the next game, um, his stats like this, I mean, he, he pitched his first four years from 2016 to 19 pretty much injury free never had an era higher than four and a half and then he just had arm troubles and he was in the almost 10s and 11s and uh very few games played 
for three different teams before coming to Anaheim. And all of a sudden it looks like he's back to 2016, 17 type Davinsky. And look, that's a diamond in the rough. And, and, you know, Epler tried these moves, but for some reason recently it's been working out a little bit better with Perry. But how many times can we strike gold with I guys like wrong. I think you're wrong. I don't think Perry's been good at those type of moves, to be honest. Uh, not the, out of the bullpen and certainly not at claiming players. I mean, uh, what was his name? Uh, last year we called him up from the – or we claimed him from the Cubs. Jonathan VR. Oh, yeah, he sucked. That, but yeah. that's, that's a hitter, was that though. His, was that his name? That's a hitter. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I mean, what good bullpen arms have we claimed through Perry? Billy Epler was great at doing it. He was also really good at making under-the-radar pitching moves. Remember Parker Birdwell? We got him from the Orioles for a player to be named later. Yeah. What about when we claimed David Hernandez and then we traded him away at the trade deadline? He was good. J.C. Ramirez, he was claimed. He had double-digit wins before he hurt his arm and needed – I. Did he get Tommy John? I think he did get Tommy. Yeah, John. he got Tommy John. Yeah, he's still, and then he he's still pitching, which is went off. I don't think he's pitching in the majors anymore, right? I think he's playing uh, like winter ball somewhere. What was his first name again? Playing uh, J.C. Ramirez. There you go. Well, will you look that up? Are you trying to figure out what he's doing? Let me see who else comes to mind. Uh, we claimed Kirby Yates. He pitched one game for us, then he went on to dominate with the Padres and be one of the best closers in baseball for two years. So that was a great move. Um, there's a there, there's a lot more, and I'm just blanking on them. Bud Norris was a Billy Epler move, and he was a horrible starting pitcher, but we moved him to the back end as a closer, and he did fine as a closer. True. Oh, by the way, JC. So I mean, there was de- good. I was going to say, J.C. Ramirez hasn't pitched in the majors since being with the Angels, but uh, he he picked he pitched for Nicaragua this year, and uh, okay. in the World Baseball Classic. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's my point. Billy Epler was pretty decent. Oh, Blake Parker. Blake Parker. That was another one I was looking for. He is very good at picking guys. Just. Out of the dumpster, the waiver wire there, and they would come up, be productive members of the bullpen, and they'd either get traded or they'd stick around. Uh, Hansel Robles, that was another one. So you see what I mean? There, there was a list of Billy Epler guys who were supposed to be nobodies, came up, did well. We don't have that same kind of waiver wire success with Perry Manazian. Now, Perry's had a lot more drafting success than Billy Epler. I mean, almost none of Billy Epler's guys have panned out. You know, you've had a flash of the pan with Joe Adele, uh, and then he's overall not been great. Obviously, Taylor Ward has finally materialized to something. Maybe Matt Dice has figured something out. He's starting to have a solid stretch here. But Matt Dice has had a solid week or two before. It's can he maintain that lightning in a bottle? Has he yeah. found the adapter, if you will? That's I don't know. Big... I think it's just one of these things where – Again, where we just kind of we hold on to these players because we maybe we do see potential, like maybe Nevin, maybe Perry, you know, sees potential in these players, and you know, maybe they are hometown kids or something, and like we hold on to them and like and we coddle them. It's just like, oh, well, let's just give them one more chance. And it's like we're like the last chance type of team. And it's just like, no, we can't really think like that anymore, at least not right now, um, especially with the year 
with everybody looking at us this year, you know, knowing that it's Otani's last year, you know, knowing that Trout is on a clock, you know, to be in the playoffs and all this stuff. It's just like, you know, we can't hold on to Thice anymore. We can't hold on to any more of these pitchers, catchers, you know, whoever else waiting for some potential or waiting for gold to strike. Um, you know, like personally, because everybody sees potential in Joe Adele, why don't we trade him away? Why don't we put him and Renhefo together for a trade package, you know, and try to get try to get a solid fourth outfielder and not Brett Phillips because he could put a hat on somebody. Sorry. Um how dare you? I'm sorry. But you know, it's just like why don't You're off we... the page? <laughs> okay. Don't kick me off like Randy. Um and <laughs> we didn't kick him off, Courtney. I know. <laughs> and <laughs> he left on his own accord. <laughs> but um it's just it's just one of these things where we we hold on to potential. It's like it's like the bad boyfriend that everybody tells us to get rid of. And it's just, and we still just hang on like, no, I can fix them. And it's just like, no, we can't, we can't fix them. We can't fix dice. You know, we can't fix any of these pitchers in the bullpen right now. We, we can't do Relatable it. Relatable for me. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And that was the boyfriend. Oh God. No, with the boyfriend, though, girlfriend for me. It's all right. I mean, no, we heard we heard you right the first time, Fernando. Go ahead. Yeah, you. Oh. And it, well, what, but, what what do I not know about myself? <laughs> but I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we we start we have to start making these moves. And I know the one thing I think that some of our listeners got get into us for is like, oh, well, it's only April, guys. It's only May. It's not the end of the world. We understand it's not the end of the world hypothetically but look when september comes and you know and maybe hopefully we're a half a game back a game a game a game and a half back we're gonna look back to these earlier series that we had maybe some of the weaker teams at that point in time be like okay well we definitely could have won that game we could have won that oakland game we could have won this game but because we were so busy testing everybody out or giving these second chances then you know obviously now we're out of playoff contention because we want to be heartfelt and wholesome yeah you you got it i mean when it comes down to it you know the angels have to hello you play to win the game you don't play to just play it exactly if you're bargain basement shopping you're you're just playing the game to play it and the angels got to come with it and i think courtney's right fernando's right and you know he's made some good moves but again, this is going to test what Perry can Perry can do. Um, I don't think we're going to see Adele in an angel uniform again. Uh, I could be wrong, but my prediction. Ever? Is, yeah, I, no. I my prediction is he's Ooh. getting traded at the deadline. He's just going to continue to rake down there, and then that'll open open things up for other players to possibly come up, or you know, because let's just face it, they got to audition some of these hitters, you know, to get these. Uh, these pitchers that are going to help whether it's another bullpen arm whether it's another starter you know we we gotta we gotta uh keep adding uh ammo to the gun uh can't can't just let it go dry and run out of bullets so i think uh perry's perry's gonna use him in his as a trade piece and obviously we have one one too many outfielder or infielders that could be like what courtney said too renifo kind of trade i hate to see him go but that could be one of the guys that goes i want corbin burns or Shane Bieber, mm-hmm. and I want Araldis Chapman. That would be a nice pickup for all three. 
I want yeah. them to run. We just have to keep Geraldo Chapman from all women. Keep him away from all of them. <laughs> Everybody's away from Chapman if he ever comes to Anaheim. Who's the disgruntled Brewers pitcher right now? It's Burns. Burns. Corbin yeah. Burns. I want him. Yeah, want he's him. good. Yeah. He'd be mad Same. when he throws. <laughs> well, that was. Yeah, and he grew up an Angels fan. Yeah, he did. Which is how you know he won't come because it's too perfect. Yeah, that never happens. The only Whenever guy they who say who used to be an Angels fan was Brandon Drury. Yeah, when it, whenever they say, "Oh, yeah, he's an Angels fan," I'm like, no, he's not going to come here. Um, yeah, but, right. Oh, Derek Cole liked the Angels growing up. No, he didn't. But yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, he's from SoCal. He's going to come here." Exactly, and they go everywhere else but here. But uh, all right, so that salted away those first two games. That would get us into Game Three, which was today. And uh, again, well, oh, go ahead. No, oh. no, I was just, uh, I, I thought you were cutting off, so I was going to like, oh, well, yeah, you because know, I was like, what happened that game, Fernando? Oh, my bad. Um, well, in that game, I'll just get to it real quick. The brooms and uh, something else happened for the fourth game out of five. The Angels led from start to finish, just about. So what happened in that one, Fernando? <laughs> I want to play that sport. I want to do curling. Guys, we should start a curling team. Nope. Oh, no. absolutely not. <laughs> Why? Why'd you say no, Todd? No! They can't do it, dude. Curling is, is boring, man. Come on now. Is it because your head would be too cold? Yeah, I would I would definitely need to wear a beanie. Protection beanie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh yeah. well, the Angels won eleven to seven. Griffin Canning did what none of us predicted and uh won the game. Question mark? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say his pitching was the reason why we won the game, but the Angels did win, and he did win his second straight uh, game uh, for the first time since 2021, I believe. Wow. So five innings pitch, six hits, five runs. They were all earned, three walks, three Ks, gave up a home run, and his season ERA is now 5.31. Yeah, they poured it on in the second and third innings. Uh, four runs in the second, uh, six in the third. Uh, Renifo had the big three-run homer, and then uh, it was just lights out after that. They were dinking and doinking him to death after that. They were what? Yeah, no, no solid contact. The velo was down. <laughs> dinking Some and might doinking. say it was too low. They don't love. They 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 say they say the best velo. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Donald Trump impression. They love my velo. They say sometimes people say my velo is the best. <laughs> Maybe ever. They love my velo. It's Everyone does. They talk about it all the time. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Aaron Loop also came in, and to say he shit the bed is an understatement. Point two innings pitch got through two thirds of an inning. Two runs, both of them earned. I don't think there's much else to see about this guy. He's an ERA seven point zero. Honestly, you just got to eat the contract. He's not helping the team out. The biggest issue we have with Loop is who are you going to replace him with? It's not like Ben Joyce is taking the world by storm currently with the trash pandas. He still has a little bit of stuff to work out. He'll be there. I think he's going to be a solid major leaguer. So far, we have to give Perry the benefit of the doubt because a lot of his top picks have panned out. You know, Silseth has, has done well. And no, he wasn't a top pick. But um, look at Zach Neto. The guy's killing it and we'll talk a little bit about Neto here uh the guy got hit in the finger proceeded to come back and had a solid game today drove in two runs 
-hmm. with what's for sure a bruised finger still, heavily bruised finger. The guy's a gamer, dude. I love Zach Neto. Guys, guys just fun to watch. He is a true shortstop. He's a gifted defensive shortstop. He's got a good bat. He is never overmatched. I cannot think of a single at bat where I've been like, dude, this guy is overmatched. The guy was born to be a major leaguer. I don't think he's ever going to be the major leaguer, but I don't ever see a time either where I, I can really see him slumping. I, I think he's going to be able to get out of it. I don't think he's going to have these long stretches of uh, issues. He reminds me of Isturis from a long time ago. Um, Caesar Isturis? Miser. Miser Isturis. Uh, <laughs> oh, Miser Isturis. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I like the way that he plays. He's really good defensively. I think it's nice having, um, like a, a true shortstop for one, because I feel like for the last couple of years, we've just been testing people out at shortstop, um, you know, relying on a utility player, something to that effect. Um, so I definitely think it's a great, he's a great player. Um, the fact that he actually got hit and the fact that he came back the next day and he's not taken a whole 15 day IL. That's amazing to see. Um, you know, whether that, yeah. Um, whether that's against going against the athletic trainers, we have no idea. Um, but you know, hey, the kid wants to play, let him play. Um, as long as he doesn't further injure himself, obviously. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I do think it's a very interesting move that we put him in leadoff. Uh, give, I definitely think it was very shitty of us to put to start him as leadoff as his debut. Um, but I think now that he's had obviously a little bit more time to adjust, um, moving him back into that leadoff, um, you know, I'm I'm not too sold on it yet, but I can see how he's working through it. Um, because obviously we know with Ward, he was shitting the bed at leadoff currently. Um, so I mean, I like it. I like Neto. Don't love him. I like him. Yeah, I think his power is gonna come around. Um, you know, he's getting in, he's get, starting to really make more contact. He was very, very fresh coming in that New York and Boston series, a little, you know, trying to get his feet wet. But he's playing a lot better now. He seems to be getting a little bit more comfortable in there. So I believe at some point he he will uh, he will start driving the ball more to the gaps and then maybe over the fence. But we really don't need him to do that. Just get on base, and then his speed is dangerous. Um, you know, he could stretch a single into a double. Uh, so I, I'm encouraged by what we're seeing from him. And I, I like Fernando said, I like his moxie as well. That dude has got a great uh, temperament on him, and he's a gamer. And his throws the first, I mean, dude, I mean, he's only because he had that um, the injury to his finger did he throw a little wide today. Otherwise, I hadn't seen a throw that wasn't perfect that he was throwing either on the run or stationary. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And he's going to be fun to watch in the Angels uniform for, for quite a while. You know, somebody else was fun to watch is uh, Brett Phillips, who got his uh, season oh, geez, batting average go. to .083. Which if that was an ERA, that would be great, but it isn't. It's a batting average. And this man is uh, finally got the monkey off his back, if you will. He got the 20, how's Rally Chris? The 29-year-old monkey off his back (laughs) named Rally Chris. I say Um, that figuratively, of course. His batting average is still, um, I think, is lower than... Ozuna's alcohol blood content. Uh, <laughs> oh! 
Oh, she went there. Yikes. That, yeah, I went there. <laughs> yeah, if uh, your batting average is almost the amount of times that Jeff Hardy's been arrested for a DUI, uh, there's, uh, there's a problem there. <laughs> I love that. That man, that is harsh right there. Boy, they're throwing some shit. But hey, he did good enough today to get the Stamos. Yeah, it was um it was kind of like a pity Stamos because it was you know, I know multiple it people got one today. Todd's <laughs> turning Todd's the one who's converting. This man's giving us Stamos at the participation trophies. Oh, I sure am. The next, <laughs> next next up is uh Capri Sun and Orange Slices. That's gonna be the next trophy. Everyone gets yeah, one. right. Oh, hey, no. that was your joke that you made the first year that we had our page. Remember, you were making the Capri Sun jokes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone you got gotta participation. Yeah, yep, you got to pull the grill master and pull your joke out from three years ago. <laughs> oh, God. No, I hate his jokes. I really do. <laughs> it's okay. We appreciate his support for the page. I almost and that's a problem. Like I get into a to a group reading the comments and all of a sudden his name will pop up and I'll start to read it only because I'm reading everyone's comment and then I'm like and if it wasn't for I'm like, Oh, you son of a bitch. And then I just move on to the next comment. I'm like, I'm not gonna read the next six. And all of a sudden he's in the comments saying, You didn't read mine. Go back, read mine. No, dick. You didn't read my comment today about Madonna and I was upset. <laughs> I'm like, come up with some better stuff, and then I'll read them. I said that Grill Master reuses joke. What? What is it? His use his jokes are more used than Madonna. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you you didn't acknowledge oh. the comment, and then he responded on the comment section by saying, "Does that make me a pre-Madonna?" So <laughs> I thought that was pretty decent. <laughs> oh no! I'll give him. I'll give. I'll give the devil his due. I thought that was a pretty good one. I. <laughs> I still don't. I still don't like those, man. He, he needs. You're a dad, Todd. You should like these jokes. You you should be here for these. Yeah, but he's not, and he's pulling off dad jokes and bad ones at that. Yeah, so. they have to be good dad jokes at least. Like you can't be spewing out shitty ones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's fair. But that's fair. Yeah, but the the Angels, eleven to seven win. Uh, Griffin Canning goes to 2 and 0 with the 5.31 ERA. Flaherty got the Nacho Night award for today. He's now 2 and 4 with the 6.29 ERA. He gave up a grand total of 10 earned runs today and uh yeah, he got lit up. He sure <laughs> did. So what's that what's that going to give us now? I mean, as far as what our predictions were for this uh road trip I predicted 500. I was one game off. I believe Courtney also predicted 500, mm -hmm. which makes her a game off. Uh, Todd, I think, predicted two out of three, two out of three, right? Yeah, I was half correct. I wasn't anticipating a sweep. Yeah, yeah you got the amount of games right. Yeah. I didn't. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you predicted two out of three, two out of three, not a, not a almost getting swept and then sweeping. Yeah, exactly. Well, what are we gonna? What do we think now? Moving ahead, I'll give you the pitching matchups for Texas and the Angels. Dane Dunning goes. Who's our player of the series, guys? Who's oh, I'm player sorry. Of the series. Player of the series. Uh, mm, that's a tough one. I know who I'm gonna give it to, primarily for one hit. But I'm gonna give the. I'm gonna give him credit where credit's due. Here we go. Mike Trout. Yeah, I was like Michael oh. Vincent, Trout. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say Brett Phillips. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Oh. Oh. I know because you I, said I just the one day, guys. I'm not a. 
I'm not a big Brett Phillips guy. I, I just like so the guy's a good guy. I mean, I don't, I don't know, Fernando. Thing. If anyone's got their honk or their hands around Brett Phillips honk, it's it's Fernando. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, you're going to give me how dare emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna give it a Mike Trout, man. He, you know, he. he we we were saying it all year that he just wasn't getting the big hit and he finally did. You know, people love guys who come through when it matters. I'm a Bronco fan. Tim Tebow came through when it mattered again and again for the Broncos. Don't say that don't say that to Randy though, because he was dog water with the Jets. But with the Broncos, he came through repetitively, right? Mm-hmm. Came through in the clutch. Whenever the team needed a big touchdown, who was there? Tim Tebow. So people love guys who come through, or girls, when it matters. And Mike Trout finally came through. Like Courtney said, it might have been off air. The fact that we can count how many game-winning hits he has late in, you know, late in the game on like one hand does tell us something. I mean, the guy's a 278 career hitter after the seventh inning. Great. But how many of those came when the team needed a hit? The guy gets on base when the team needs somebody to get on base. Nobody can ever take that away from Mike Trout. Nobody in this chat here has ever said that Mike Trout's not good. Mike Trout is the best pure baseball player I've seen in my life. Will that be foreshadowed eventually by Otani? Yeah, probably. But for the time being... Otani hasn't shown me on a grand scale that he can continuously do this. We're on year two and a half. We're on year 11 for Trout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things again, where, you know, even if you don't necessarily look up the definition of clutch, like the way we have, um, you know, I've, I personally, cause I had the time to do it. Yeah. I actually did go back because somebody wanted to troll us and literally throw it in our faces that I think Mike Trout has had 71 RBIs with runners in scoring position in his entire lifetime, um, lifetime career up until this point. Uh, but that was before uh, today or yesterday's hit. You mean late in games, right? So yes, late in games. Yeah. Yeah, because 71 seems very low for a career. But yeah. Late in games. Late, yeah, exactly. Late in games for an entire career. So only 71. It was not specified if those were game-winning hits. And that was always my critique. If those were game-winning hits or not, or that give us the go-ahead, not the home run. I don't even care if it's a home run. It's the game-winning RBI, you know, things of that nature. I went back and looked at it. The last one that he had, again, before yesterday's game, was last year against Seattle in extra innings. And I believe that was in June of last year um, where he hit the go-ahead home run in the 10th inning. So we won 4-2. to two. Great. The one before that was in 2017. At least the one that I can find and document. Um, so, and that just goes to show, again, he is great when it comes to maybe extending the inning, you know, he'll get a walk, you know, that way somebody else can get the hit. But Mike Trout has rarely been the one to get the game winning hit himself. And that's always been. He's my- also been intentionally walked many times late in the game. Yes. to get to guys like Albert Pujols directly behind him. So that hyper inflates the on base percentage. I, I, I can think of like 10 or 15 times where he was intentionally walked to get to Pujols at the end of the game. And then Pujols is like, I got your double play right here. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, but here's the thing with Pujols. 
Pujols was the definition throughout his career of a clutch hitter. Yes, the bulk of that happened with St. Louis, but at the end of the day, if you look up clutch in the dictionary, you're going to see Pujols' and, and David Ortiz's faces there. Yeah, Pujols did have I, – I know he had more game-winning hits as an angel even than Mike Trout. You know, he came through – there's a lot of games. I've been to a couple games where, you know, Pujols was the last at bat or he was in the ninth inning and they had like two on, nobody out, and he drove one to the gap, scored both runs, and we won the game. He's done crap like that, you know, and so as much as we rag on him, you know, he came through a lot, like like Fernando said. You know, he may have hidden into a lot of double plays, but uh, but maybe he wasn't coming through early in games like Trout did, but he sure came through late, and, and he would get hits, get on base. They'd have to pinch run for him, obviously, because, uh, you know, anyone runs <laughs> faster than he does. But uh, but I'm telling you, uh, that, that guy was something else. Uh, but um, I guess my player of the series, I would give it to Trout, if he played all three games, but of course he had the day off, but I'm gonna give it to Neto <laughs> because he continues to grow as a player, not as in stature as getting any taller. I think he's hit his peak, but uh, the guy just seems to, to get on another level as far as a shortstop. It's like he just came up there and there was aspirations for other players to be at short. And now people are like Fletcher, who Renifo, who or who at short. And it's like, no, where's Neto? You know, we want our netto. If he doesn't play, where's our netto? We always get that when we put on the lineup cards um, and netto's not in the lineup. They're all, why isn't netto in the lineup? Well, he's arrived, and I don't think he's going down anytime soon. I don't think Courtney gave a pick. I didn't. No, I skipped her. We're supposed to have the woman go first. How dare us? God damn it. You guys are just so disrespectful. Um dare you? Yeah, right. Um, I know it's hard to give it to trial again. I'm not saying that he got the clutch hit. He just didn't play that third game. So that's kind of whack. Um, and I also feel like it's not fair to give it to a pitcher because obviously a pitcher only plays one game. So there's also that I'm just going to, I'm going to be a halo honk. I'm going to give it to Sandy. Yeah. I love uh, great. A three-way tie. <laughs> Speaking of participation awards. <laughs> I do want to say, I also do want to add, there was also a point into a uh, back to the clutch thing. I'm sorry, because it really does just grind my gears. There was even a point, I think, in the past two years where almost Walsh was more clutch than anybody in our lineup. Because I remember Walsh getting a lot of game winning, game winning hits. A lot of them happened to be home runs. But I was actually, I think in 2021, where we were playing the Orioles at home and Walsh had the go ahead, um, had the walk off single where Otani scored I was there it was great um you know he was in New York he ended up getting what was that the game-winning grand slam or a game-winning grand slam yeah off Roldis Chapman yeah that was the game where Otani got his cheeks clapped exactly so there was even a a small point in time where Walsh was actually one of our more clutch you know hitters or at least one of your preferred hitters where you would want to have in a clutch situation um so there's that I miss my Walshie I can't wait till he comes back yeah, hopefully it's soon. Yeah, I this team definitely June needs first. it. June 1st was the expected date, but I don't know. We'll I'm start. trying to pull up the probable picture here for the Rangers, but MLB.com has not announced it yet for them. But we have – well, I have it right here. It's um, it's going to be game one. It's going to be our boy uh, Tyler Anderson, who needs a really good start again. He needs to emulate what he did in Milwaukee. 
and it's going to be against Dane Dunning, who's 2-0 with a minuscule ERA as well. Okay. And then in, yes. game, then in game two, it's Nathan Evaldi, former Red Sox. Uh, he's actually, let's see, what's his record here? He's 3-2 and two to start the season with a low ERA as well. He goes up against Reed Detmers, who's wow. been scuffling a little bit. And then our favorite, Jose Suarez, will get the nod against Martin Perez, who is 4-1. Loss. Give me two out of three. Oh my god! <laughs> Give me You're two going... out of three, but it's all right because we're gonna lose one out of three. We're gonna only win one against the Astros. So. so you're taking two out of three wins or two out of three losses? No, I'm, I'm taking the Relic Chris special here, dog. Oh, okay. What about you, Courtney? Get swept. Swept. We're getting swept. Hey, at least you don't have to put your broom away. No, just not the good kind the of broom. broom out. Oh man, so yeah, she's gonna not pull the out. good broom. You don't want to get you don't want the angels to get swept, but I mean she's predicting the angels are gonna get swept. Give me the give me the good old give me the good old rally Chris special too. How do you guys like this? <laughs> well, I mean you're God. the one who's been the most wrong this year, so <laughs> you can either step up or step aside. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my boy Rally Chris. Give me two out of three. Oh my god. All right, so which one's the game we lose then, Todd? Um, I'm actually thinking we're going to lose Saturday, uh, with Detmers going and we're actually going to surprisingly win that Suarez game. That's going to be the one that no, everyone's going to be like, what? Suarez is going to be lit. El Demente day is going to be a, a day to behold this time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this is awful. He's going to have a no hitter going into the second. Stop it. Oh, you said going into the we're second. We're going to be getting, yeah, we're going to get the Bob Nightingale tweets. <laughs> it's gonna be glorious. Jose Suarez is a perfect game going through the second inning. We're two and two thirds through. Yeah. Stay tuned for live updates. Yeah, or it's gonna or we're gonna have Matty V on the call and he's gonna be like, history is made here in Anaheim. I don't think Matty V does that, does he? Oh yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Love it. Love that for us. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, well. We got two rally Chris's and one sweep janitor over here. Yeah, one anti sweep. She gets the broom just to give it right back. Yep, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on uh, the series and moving ahead? Uh, no, man. LFG. Let's do oh. it. That would be uh, let's fucking go, Courtney. So I had to translate that for you. I got it. I'm, I'm still- Ooh, Todd said a bad word. By the way, Todd, I don't think you ever plugged our sponsor. Can't well, that, you waited so long. Luckily, there's already a commercial inserted by now. Yeah, that's what that's what the commercial is on the beginning. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we're gonna lose our sponsor. Well, anyway, because Todd won't do it, make sure to check out seven one four tickets, folks. Use code H I T I. That's Hitty at checkout for ten percent off. And the best part about that code, speaking about using something more than Madonna. You can use that code again and again and again. Throw another cord in the merry-go-round, gents. Because you can use that code as much as you want. And when you're tired of using it, use it some more. This is That's awful. what she said. <laughs> this is use awful. it some more. God, we're, we're awful. We're awful. We're awful. Good night, everybody. Special place in hell safe for people like us. Ha <laughs> ha.
special shout out to 714 Tickets. Make sure to get your tickets there first with no hidden fees, 5% back, and a 10% off coupon code when you use the code HITI at checkout. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and make sure to leave that five-star review. Have a great rest of your day, Halo fam.